everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And, you know, a reminder, there could be some things we talk about as we cover this episode that come up in future episodes of the show because, hey, this isn't a spoiler-free podcast. Not spoiler-free. All right, I am Melissa, and I'm here with my unambiguous co-host, Fish. Fish, how are you doing today? Oh, I wish you hadn't chosen that word. Um, I'm actually going to substitute confused. I'm your confused <laughs> co-host, Fish, and I may may be ambiguous um, because of the confusion, but we're going to work through it, wow. and yeah, we'll see... Uh, We'll see where we end up. You're confused because of this episode? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, just generally gonna... in life as well, but like in particular at this moment. Well, I wanted to get clear about what your confusion was about so that we could be an un- unambiguous. I see. I am unambiguously confused in particular about who Ben is. Who is he? I don't, uh... I don't know who he is anymore. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's find out. Let's dive into this. Let's see what's going on here. All right. Um, what are we talking about today? We're talking about season three, episode 10, which unambiguously might be called Let's Get It On or could be called Final Touches. But I think most of what we're seeing says Let's Get It On. Yeah, I saw Let's Get It On, um, which I thought was going to be fighting. But turns out it was more about loving. Yes, but so, also huh? could have been about fighting. We're not yeah. sure. Who's it's, to say? It's a bit ambiguous. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so this was a, it originally aired December sixth, two thousand, directed by Lawrence Trilling and written by Terry Treus and Michael Zand. And here's the episode description. In the next three days, Felicity must prepare for a final for a class she thought she dropped and help Noel complete an extensive computer project. Meanwhile, Molly apologizes to Felicity and Ben for yelling at them when she moved out, but James, Eddie Cahill, scolds her when he sees the group talking. Tracy and Elena decide to renew their friendship. Well, I don't think that hits most of of the things that happen the first point yes great well that's a rough draft you know that's just a start and our podcast is going to be the real episode description yeah so fish where do you want to start sounds like you have some bones to pick here yeah i mean there will be a number um as we go (laughs) but maybe you can you can help me through it um I say we just go in order because that's what we've been doing. That's what we've been doing. We're staying consistent, folks. Um, Well, (laughs) so Felicity is going to step off of the elevator in her apartment complex. And she's reading a letter. She's confused. She's Mm -hmm. alarmed. Mm -hmm. She's got a great red sweater on. Okay. But... um, yeah she's reading this letter and she goes to to knock on she goes back down the elevator uh, immediately uh-huh. to go knock on professor boyden so yeah. his name boyden's door and 
this whole scene is just like academic bureaucracy at its finest. Did you ever um, see a scenario like this actually happen in real life? Oh, or do you know of it happening? I, I have never seen it happen. I have, I don't know of it happening. What I will tell you is to this day, I still have nightmares about this happening to me. Hmm. Um, in particular around art history. I don't know why. I never wow. even took an art history course in college. Or did you? I, um, maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. Um, but I, I have this recurring nightmare about like it getting to the final and I've never been to the class and I'm not allowed to drop it and I don't know what's going on and I'm like running around a museum. I'm telling you, this is the stuff of nightmares. I guess so, but is it sense. the stuff of reality? Because I... I can appreciate school nightmares. I have them too, slightly different in breed, but uh, <laughs> I get it. But how would you get all the way through a semester? I don't Not, understand no, how she'd be getting class. this letter. Like I, I, how would, why would they send her this letter? So, so what, <laughs> like, let's, let's establish. <laughs> what, what's happening here, you might ask? Yeah. So her letter was a note from the registrar saying that she didn't drop the intro to Western thought class that she thought she did. Why would the registrar be sending her this letter? Yeah, how would they know that she even wanted to drop it? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's a letter that says, like, you're failing the class. I guess. Um, I, I'm a little confused. But basically, she goes into this professor's office to say, hey... I dropped your class, but then I got this letter saying I'm still in your class. I took this other class instead. Um, so, you know, just want to sort this out. Yeah. And, of and the course, professor the first is thing, very, very understanding. He's like, yeah, you're in the class and you're going to fail it. Yeah, he's he's not. He's not the best he because have a great bedside manner here. Yeah. Felicity says, you know, this is a nightmare. Like, what can I do? And he's just like, I don't know. Not pretty much nothing. Yeah. Like, quote, I don't know. <laughs> like that, yeah. that was, that was his actual line. Yeah. And of course I'm thinking like, who mailed it? Did you mail it, Felicity? Did you, did you go in? You know, I, I mean, I was just like, please tell me you do not give this to Ben. Yeah. Um, well, before she walks out of this room, she comes up with, a, she's like, all right, all right, all right, what do I, what do I do? How much is, how much does the final count for? He's like 50% of the grade. She's like, so, so if I get an A on the final, I pass the class. And he's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, absolutely not. Or pretty much not likely. He just kind of laughs at her. Yeah. And at this point I wrote down challenge accepted question mark what's I the mean, other option here i mean well, she keeps saying look i'm sure this is a mistake i just have to go talk to the registrar like i'm i'm sure it's a mistake whatever but we never see her go talk to anyone else about this like anyone official i mean yeah. i do figure at the prestigious new york university or is it university of new york university and, like, of new york, university of new york. Mm -hmm. um like somebody with a brain must work there who can say like, yeah, clearly you took this other class and 
you know, something got lost in the mail. That does happen. Um, so we'll, we'll make an exception because we had the same thing where, you know, he says it's December, it's too late to drop classes. There was a thing where, you know, there's a cutoff date to drop classes, which mm-hmm. is why I still have nightmares about it. Um, because I feel like there aren't that many people with brains in bureaucracy. They mm-hmm. just, or they have them, but they don't care. Or like they, they feel like there's nothing they can do. Um, and, and I feel this is wrong. I'm just saying people with brains use them pretty please. I, I totally appreciate your, uh, raging at the machine. Okay. I appreciate that. I'd like to do that. I also can't even imagine this situation happening in real, like listeners. I can. Is this real? I can totally imagine this happening. I have nightmares about it. I know. I know you have nightmares about it, but I like, does this actually happen? Do people get all the way through a semester not noticing that they're still registered for a class? I probably not now because you get emails about the syllabus and all that we kind did of that stuff. too uh, <laughs> they sent her a paper letter in the mail saying that she still had the class i had a fe- i have a feeling that like early 2000s it like was not that connected like i feel like this this could have happened I don't know. I mean, we were we were basically in school at this time and we I was submitting assignments by email. Sometimes. Sometimes I had to print it out and walk it over. It all depended on the professor. Yeah. Whether the professor was, you know, tech literate or not. Yeah. Yeah, but then like every student had an email address provided by the university and like for something like this we probably, I think that we even had an online portal where you could see, you could look up students, you could look up and their your majors, you could, could look, look up, up your grades and stuff. Yeah. yeah. How did Felicity, why was Felicity, first of all, why was Felicity so out to lunch that she didn't know that she was registered for a class that she wasn't taking? And second of all, why would the registrar send her this letter? I, I'm guessing the registrar sent it because it, they said you are failing because you've missed. But how would they know? Like, well, because the professor has to turn in the grades, I think. Probably. It. I thought they only do that at the very end of the semester. I don't know. With I don't know how grade. this this all got sort of checked out. Exactly. Like, when we looked at our <laughs> grades, we only got to look at our final grades. Mm-hmm. We couldn't, at least I don't remember being able to log into the portal and like see the midterm. I had right. to go into class. Right. Same, same here. That's what I remember too. I think if you wanted to know how you were doing on like quizzes and stuff and midterms, you would basically just be like, I don't know, you you got that information directly from the professor Mm -hmm. It was posted somewhere, but not like through an official portal, because that would be like unrealistic for a university to maintain that. I Um, do however think they, they could have had something where if someone has never shown up, that the professor has to like send something to the registrar saying like maybe something's wrong this person has never shown up could be um, but, but then think it would happen if you're going December. to do that have it be a time when there can still be some sort of a thing done about it yeah. <laughs> you know, as i like... said 
bureaucracy at its finest. Um, this is the this is a real life example of this. However, you know, I did I did have a friend in college who took like graduate level physics. I think was it freshman year, freshman maybe sophomore year, and he only went to three classes and he aced it. Yeah. So a lot of people don't show up at classes and in in yeah. large lecture classes, the professor doesn't take attendance. No, they no. wouldn't even know if you're there. They don't even know who's in their class. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe one of the TAs could like filter through and be like, guess what? We have no test <sighs> scores. I guess also so. who has a quiz in college? How is that a thing? Yeah, I feel like I had some quizzes. Really? Yeah. I feel like that wasn't a thing for me. Yeah. I don't know. Teachers can do anyway. whatever they want. But the so basically, guys, is... look, here's the thing. They're so they're trying to set up a premise for the rest of this episode, a premise that I fundamentally dispute. But hey, uh, it's fine. That's what this show is about today. <laughs> so Felicity and I would now say there has... are there are a number of things in this episode that I would fundamentally dispute, and we will go through them. Yeah. So Felicity is now on a tear and she's going to go find Megan in the bathroom of their apartment. And she is angry. She's like, did you, did you send in the form, the letter where I tried to drop this class? Right. And she can't even wait for Megan to get out of the shower. Megan is showering and Felicity just walks right into the bathroom. Yeah. And she's on a mission yeah i mean nobody locks doors so walks right into the bathroom Mm -hmm. and is is just yelling at megan who is you know taken aback because she's like of course i mailed i mean i had all kinds of things to mail that day including my subscription to wiccan press monthly and so of course and felicity's like stop it with the details did you or did you not mail this (laughs) well i love how um in the shower, Megan is like, you still see me as an irresponsible wicked. And I'm like, why is your religion coming into this? Mm-hmm. And I also enjoyed Felic- the, the nod of the show. This is the first time I've heard this, that she gave two things to Megan to mail. One was her class drop form. Mm-hmm. The second was a letter a letter to Sally. Ah. Oh, their correspondence has continued. Maybe we don't know if S- Sally has ever written back. Because, that just you know, re-traumatized me. Thanks for bringing up that. <laughs> like I, I was feeling complete and whole, not having the one, the partial one-way communication to Sally. Well, we don't and... know. Sally might write back. This is the <sighs> first time we've say? heard of it. Who's to say? Um, um, but yeah, Megan comes out in this fantastic towel, just all leopard printed up, mm-hmm. and says, look, I put it in this drawer. It's right here. Uh, I would have put it right here. And she opens the drawer. She's like, oops. It's sorry. still in there. Yeah. So it turns out all the things that were meant to be mailed that day are still in the drawer. That was, I guess, supposed to be the holding place before Megan brings those things to the mail, but they didn't get brought to the mail. No. And and Felicity's mad. And Megan's just like, I said, sorry, which is a step forward for Megan. That's she, true. I feel like 
she has grown and this episode really shows many of the ways in which she has grown yeah so, uh, mailing things is not one of them i guess so right so in in one of the oh this is convenient sort of things that happens in this episode so now ben <laughs> and felicity are having a conversation she's complaining about the whole situation with the non-dropped class and ben's like oh you're not gonna fail that that's the class i took you know that i that i was for, basically forced to take by pavone the one where noel was helping him ta the one where they had the study session that resulted in throwing a beer can at noel's head and and so that's the class and ben's like don't worry you're not gonna fail that and molly arrives well oh. felicity at least she gives us the time frame here she's like i have three days mm-hmm. to learn the entire like western the history of western thought mm-hmm. three days yeah and uh and i have all this stuff to do with noel you know i've got this big meeting um and i'm still gonna do it it's fine she says she's gonna go to the registrar again and, and figure it out which she doesn't but she's got a lot on her plate yeah. and one thing that i'm gonna follow through throughout this episode is that ben does not go into like fix it mode he doesn't go into like the hero complex thing when it's felicity and i feel like this is generally true for him around her for the most part Hmm. um he's gonna take on the hero mantle it's just not gonna be for felicity which i find very interesting okay uh enter molly yeah enter molly it's awkward right now. Molly's showing up. She's just really there to get her stuff. But, there, you know, it's it's a little sour in these relationships here because they've kicked her out. And, I mean, sort of. Well, they were like, it's your choice. Get better or leave. And she's like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, so, but they both so it's weird. They didn't want her to leave uh, now. Yeah. And... All I can focus on is her hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it didn't look so bad last episode, but now this whole episode, it's just a mess. So you're saying that this is not a promotion for James, the hairdresser? This is like the worst thing he did to her. <laughs> I think this is possibly <laughs> like on the top of the list of the grievances worst. against James. And they're really trying. They're trying yeah. to pile up some serious grievances here, but you're this top is of the, the list. Worst. This haircut. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and your all point sadness. is sadness. They're all wearing gray. Yeah. I think your point is very true here, Felicity is you know, just saying, you know, we, we didn't want you to leave. We just wanted you to get help, you know, and Molly is basically saying, Mind your own business. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm out now. About it's me. not your business anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't want to hear it. Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, let's switch over to another really awkward situation. So, we've got Sean and Megan. They're I'm in the loft of, of the loft. I'm kind of loving them this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they brought me joy in this yeah. episode. I think that's generally the plan for those two characters. Uh, they they mm-hmm. offer levity in many situations, even though this is one of the more serious things they've encountered. I would say. I mean, I mean, they did just deal with cancer. 
But I, but this is still a byproduct of that to me. Like, I think this yeah. is a very natural, I think that this is like a very, this would happen, you know, like oh, this, yeah. this would be something you'd really go through. And I think they're making light of it here to a degree, but I also think that this is part of the aftermath of his health issue. And um, just like the, what does, how, how do you get back to whatever normal is after that? Um, yep. And so basically they're, they're in bed and Megan's in the middle of sort of trying to console Sean. She's like, you know, we can, we can try again. It's, and Sean's just sort of sitting up in bed and he's upset. He's rattled. He obviously could not perform and he's, he's ashamed about that. And Megan's trying to reassure him and she's being uh, gentle about it. She's being very sensitive, you know? I mean, this is, this is a new, this is the maybe I don't know uh, the new and old Megan integrating I guess throughout this sort episode. Of, yeah, like he gives us a time frame here, uh, which I think is useful. He's like, you know, it's been four weeks, and she says, "Well, it needs more time." Like, yeah. that's it. Four weeks and isn't enough yet. You know, it's like just more time is required. Yeah, and she's very nice about it. She's got beautiful crimped hair which i love and they come down the stairs she's wearing his shirt you know she's they're sitting on the couch together just being continuing you know she's just continuing to be um i don't know a good partner and again the bane of this entire series existence comes into play locks on doors Mm -hmm. there are again no locks on any doors and so in busts richard resident richard yeah he's working on a fundraiser idea the coffers are running low he's still president so he's like i i've got an idea i want to create a calendar of hot women yes women students like you're an idiot yeah you can't do that you need two calendars one for men and one for women mm-hmm. she Duh. offers to pick the guys and richard's and... like huh i mean i can't pick the guys since i'm still not gay yeah. looking right at <laughs> megan and you can't pick the guys because <laughs> what do you know about guys being cute at which point Sean's like, get out. Uh, yeah, Sean's, <laughs> this is a little too raw right now for Sean. So, oh, uh, well, um, we've set up a whole bunch of things here. They're going to call out Richard. Megan's going to call out Richard for being insensitive, which is, you know, pot, here's kettle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then one of my favorite moments happens. Richard's at, Richard <laughs> watches them go up back up to the loft and says, can I come up? And then someone hits him right in the face with a giant pillow, like threw it from the loft. Mm-hmm. And my question is, who was it? Was it Sean or Megan? Sean or Megan? Or was it a couple's, hmm. couple's goals achieved? I think it was Megan. I agree. I think it yeah. was Megan. But it was a large pillow. It sure was. Yeah. So, all right, we're heading over to Icebox, the Icebox office. And um, 
So I'm trying to remember. I wrote this guy's name down later, but I Professor don't. Morris. Is it Morrison? Morris. That sounds right. So, but I call guy... him the guy from Thirty Rock. Okay, that seems yeah. fair. If you've seen He's Thirty that Rock, that makes sense. 30 Rock. It's amazing. I love him. Okay, so that professor of Knowles is in the icebox office, and he's sort of just like giving them the rundown. He's showing them around the office. He's saying, you know, your comic is. It's cuter than most of our stuff. Like, have you seen Queer Duck? Yeah. I feel like Queer Duck would be really cute. I don't know. Um, um, he says it's really offensive. And I can also see it being really offensive. Okay. That's fair. So he's still a go-between here. He's trying to get their project across the line, which requires a guy named John at Icebox to sign off on it. So he sets up the the tension of of this part of the episode, which is... There are, there's one slot for production that's left. There are two other ideas in addition to their own that are competing for that slot. Those two ideas are presenting on Friday, which I guess is a few days away. And so if they want to be considered, they're going to have to be ready to go at the same time for presentation. And what does that involve, Fish? That involves... You know what they have with the uh the actual animations and also a summary of the next 20 episodes two to three paragraphs yeah. i it feels like a lot i i guess it was animation right it wasn't a comic strip so i guess you need a whole story i don't know how long these things these slots really were um but you also had to have 20 separate funny ideas yeah for episodes so i guess and he i think he was saying that they released them in in batches of 21 Mm -hmm. um they have one yeah (laughs) now now within i guess uh friday's like two three days away two two or three days away right Mm -hmm. and they're just like this is it you have to you have to come up with everything so that you and you have to create a presentation on yeah it. yeah it's a lot and Noel, this is you know this is his path and so he's like absolutely yeah we can do that for sure and felicity is like oh yeah felicity um, just cannot say no she can't she, say no but boy are there a lot of things on her plate right now and you can yeah. see that in her face but she's also not saying no um i mean i don't know if he he can see that she's a little hesitant but he doesn't really know how many things i mean this is right this is finals this is the like finally episode where we usually see everybody just studying all the time and noel going crazy with the beats but you know it's understandable that noel would think oh you know felicity's got to study for her finals so she's She's, you know, a little hesitant about this, but he does not know about the secret final that the academic bureaucracy has sprung upon her. Yeah. And I also wonder to what degree, because this is a professor for one of his classes. So I do wonder if this is like this project is his final for that class, you know, like. I think it is. I think the one animation is. Yeah. But then. But then he has to. They were going to take it in. Yeah, he was going to take it in and run with it as more of a. I think he'd get money for it 
from this. I, I mean, Icebox sounds like yeah, a, this would be a job. animation company. Yeah. So, all right. So we've set that up now. And we, we've got Should another thing to set up here. Just continue to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we have Tracy and Elena and they're being all flirty. Yeah, it's uh, we keep seeing them interact after a class or after a test. You know, there, there's a lot of the, those moments are bringing them together, but they're having conversations after now. So it looks like they just came back out of a quiz or a test. Maybe, maybe a final. I don't know. Maybe it could be, could be a final. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tracy is, but they have more classes after this. So it's really hard to say. Um, and Tracy is sort of noting, okay, yeah, we're hanging out. This is this Elena is where we would normally actually hang out, you know, and spend some time together. But uh, this is a mess, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Elena's standing there (laughs) wearing this amazing coat with this, like, I love what they did. At first I thought it was earrings, but they have like this long beaded braided sort of red and gold, um, uh, like, beaded piece of her hair and she's got this fancy bag on and she's looking real good and Tracy's looking at her and she's like you know she obviously wants to to still be with him and he's just like you know this this here is a a real mess and I kind of like this moment um where Elena says you know it doesn't doesn't have to be and Tracy just looks at her and says, it's not your place to say, to say, Yeah, you know, he just kind of, he like, I'm in the driver's seat here, lady. Um, well, it's that, but it's also like, these are, are his emotions. This is something that he has to deal with. You know, it's, she keeps trying to make it go back to normal. And he's like, I'm not there. Yeah. And he's so serious about it. But he's he also... Yeah, like I, th- I think, yeah, there's that, and then, but he's also talking about the actions that he's taking. So he's not just sitting in that and staying mm-hmm. stagnant in it. Like he says, "I spoke to my minister," yep. and she, you know, she said, "Well, and here, so I am going to have quite a bit to say about Elena in this episode. I had real issues with Elena okay. in this episode. Um, she says." When, when Tracy says, I spoke to my minister about it, she immediately says, what did he say? Mm-hmm. She is still completely uneducated about his religion. She's obviously never really had a conversation with him mm-hmm. about, you know, that would involve the a talk about his minister or what he would talk to her his minister about or you know still the importance of it i feel like she continues to ignore and belittle his religion unless it's to her advantage or her like something she wants to say okay. so i think it's really important that he looks her in the eye and says she referring to his minister mm-hmm. you know kind of making that point of hey like, like you're still not, you know, hearing this, you're not hearing it. You're not asking about it. You're not like, you're not taking this seriously. 
Mm -hmm. The whole religion thing. It's so important to me who you want to be a partner with. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it comes down to is she said, basically says he needs to decide whether or not to forgive her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let go of it all. And um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if that's necessarily new information, but Tracy took it as a wise thing to say, I guess. I mean, that's where they are. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think mean, thanks for summing up the plot minister. Um, but yeah, that, you know, for him, that seemed fairly deep. And he says, you know, I'm willing to go as far as being friends. So he says friends and they make it official. They have a handshake handshake deal now i would like to insert my note from an optimist here oh fancy handshakes (laughs) that are meant to break sexual tension tracy and elena have more than one of these in this show we saw one i believe at a pinball machine Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. in season two i just love that when it's all so awkward and weird between them and they have like a friends conversation they do these handshakes that they do at no other time and (laughs) i it makes me so happy i feel like those handshakes are in place of all the things they maybe want to (laughs) do i don't know it's like how can i be close to you and still be platonic and like how can I make this go on for as long as possible, but still be platonic? And how friends do this. <laughs> so they just like do these handshakes. And we never see them do handshakes other than that. Those times when they have these like, should we be friends or should we be something more moments? It just, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I think there's like a, a need for contact that it fills. I think there's a need for being really overt and official to mask that they aren't really just friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, it makes me so happy. I saw this and I was, it transported me to the previous handshake scene we had seen between them. And I just, uh, you just love it. I do. You love the fancy handshakes. That's it. And, and as you know, Elena's very good at, at doing the handshakes, unlike Richard, who we'll see later, who tries to do the handshake and utterly fails. Yeah. Um, no, no, but many things don't. Um, I do think that they they linger on his face for a moment after this handshake, and you can turns around. He turns around to walk away, and they linger on his face. He's grappling. Oh, his face is like, this is killing me. Yeah, maybe the handshake wasn't all that was really (laughs) going on there. Sometimes I mean, a handshake clearly, belies grappling. Yeah. I mean, he clearly is attracted to her, you know, yeah. and he really likes her, but he can't forgive her yet. No. You know, it's it's not where he is. So Darn it, he's trying. He's trying. You <sighs> gotta give him credit. Yeah. So we're going to see Felicity and Ben walking. We know that we're, we're going to find out that they're walking to Epstein Bar, but right now we just see them walking and they're, she is recapping for him. Oh, I've got this philosophy class and the icebox thing. This is a mess. And Ben <laughs> just reiterates multiple times in this episode. He's like, look, 
you can pass philosophy. Just drop this thing with Noel. Just drop it. <laughs> yeah, just stop the thing with Noel. And Felicity always comes back with, you know, but it's cool. Like, I want to do it. It's not, it's not just for Noel. I want to do this, but I can't do everything. I know, I know. I'll drop it. I'll drop, I'll do it. So they're so heading they to this conversation. <laughs> yeah, with that with that resolution in mind. And Felicity and Ben and Noel are all having a dinner at Epstein Bar. And uh, Noel's just being effusive. He's like, you're saving my life, my actual whole life. I had a vision of my future where I was super successful and it all started because we did loser pet store together. (laughs) And Ben is just sitting there so unhelpful going, that's amazing. You can see the look on his face for the whole scene is like, oh <laughs> really and he's just, he's like just waiting sort of egging felicity on a little bit yeah. um but he's also not interjecting himself which is he's not know, being helpful not his all. place yeah so uh <laughs> and noel's like hey since you're saving my life i'm buying so he goes to go get a pitcher of beer and Ben's Ben just like, turn, wow, turns to Felicity and uh and and drops some sarcasm. It's like, yeah, way to lay down the law. <laughs> She's like, I'll tell him, I'll tell him. <laughs> uh, but Before they're gonna can. be interrupted. I will say, I just I really feel like they've gotten back on a certain track in this episode with Noel of He's just so dependent on Felicity in this episode. And, you know, I feel like you've been seeing signs of this a lot earlier, but now with all the other women, like the Natalie's and the Jane's out of the picture, who's to say how out of the picture Natalie is. But anyway, with all these women out of the picture, I think we're getting back to like the one Noel, <laughs> which is sort of, just needing Felicity around. Yeah, um, I know you feel like Noel has been really erratic, but I just don't feel it. The The Noel that I don't buy is the Leon Noel. Okay. Like, I don't, that is so out of character for him. Mm-hmm. I got why it happened, and I was like, okay, you, you went insane, but, like, how does Noel know where all the cool clubs and bars are and megan doesn't mm-hmm. um like i don't the leon thing for me was that the outlier the whole jane thing i was just like yeah I, it's just the same noel who has so many insecurities and is it's just coming out stronger yeah well I don't know. I mean, they're they're putting us back with this this uh, I don't know this angle for Noel or this like what he's wrestling with in this moment. Um, but I definitely feel like they were trying to sort of get us back at like a cleaner 
version of what Noel's intentions are, I guess. Um, I think, you know, Noel won't always... I think there's going to be a point in season four where we're, get, where we're going to get a Noel that I feel is more balanced or like more secure, secure. I want to say that. And then we'll see if that's actually what, if my memory holds up with that. Um, but he's, we're certainly seeing, I guess, these different ways that his insecurity has been coming out in season two and season three and here we yeah. are. I feel you like know. he's been pretty consistent through through these seasons so far. The one that is just, I don't understand at all is Ben. I feel like he's all over the place and I have no idea who this okay. man is. Okay. Well, I do think, you know, I wonder what we'll think of him in terms of Noel here. Because I feel like Ben doesn't seem to be super threatened by Noel. No. He seems like Noel's being a pest or like this project with Noel is a pest, drop it. But it doesn't feel like that's coming from a place of being threatened. No, Ben's um, got a lot going on. I feel like he's maybe he's that is a sign Molly. of security for Felicity or or his attention is diverted to Molly. I, it's hard to say. Um, I feel like his attention is diverted. Okay. And I will say throughout this, I feel like Noel is starting to get more and more attached to felicity yeah kind of wishing they were back together so maybe i don't know maybe there's a blind side coming for ben but he's got his his focus and i like so molly molly trapes is in the door unsuspectingly mm -hmm. and i just love this outfit on her because i now want to refer to her as little red riding molly hood um because I know it's a gray like outfit, but it's got like a little hood and she's got a little red like ribbon. And I don't know. That's my new name for her. Okay. Well, yeah. she's going to come in and she's simmered down a bit. So she's going to apologize for her anger that she had when she stopped by the apartment. Um, She, she appreciates their help, but she's like, I can't, I can't walk away. You know, I, you you probably don't understand this, but I can't walk away. James shows up mm -hmm. because he was going to meet her there. And he's like, what is going on? Oh, you're talking with your friends, your great friends who kicked you out of the apartment. And then he starts, the sarcasm quickly leaves his voice. And he's like, don't apologize to them, Molly. And you guys, you stay away from her. Yeah, I felt like he came in hot, like already. He walks in the door and he's not being sarcastic. He looks right at Molly and says, what are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah, he gets he gets sarcastic with the whole friends comment. But this is part of where I'm getting confused with Ben, because Ben. Through this whole thing, he's sitting down and this guy is the way he's speaking to Molly, the sarcasm he has, you know, the don't apologize to them. She doesn't need you. Ben just very quietly, very calmly says, please let it go. That's mm -hmm. his response to this. And it's it throughout the whole episode, that's his vibe. It's, I wonder if... Um... I understand that James is very different from Ben's dad, but 
But when you think about the physical altercations that Ben has had, I feel like they were battles he thought he could win. And I think he sees James as a real danger. And I oh, think yeah. he saw his dad as a real danger. And I think he might be sort of like reverting to little boy Ben around James because he feels an actual real threat. Um, well, if he is, he's throwing Molly and Felicity to the wolves. Yeah. I mean, I see zero protector Ben when James, you know, comes into this scene, particularly around Felicity. He is more protective of Molly. Who he yeah, I think hasn't he's really known. I think he is more his tactic with James his, in this episode is more to try to diffuse than yes, to fight. It's de-escalation. Yeah. He's scared. I, mean, he's I think he's scared. scared. And I think he makes a comment to Felicity about like later about like, I thought I was going to pee my pants when James was in the apartment. And it was like, I actually think that's real. I think, yeah. no, he's really like, he was really that scared. And like, as much as Felicity is like, oh, you were, you were so great. You were my hero. It's like, he was terrified. And he was trying to, like you said, deescalate the situation with his words. Mm-hmm. Um which he was good at but it's also i don't know i i have a very hard time reconciling the the soft-spoken whispering and placating ben with the riled up violent ben Mm -hmm. um the last time we saw this combination of director and writers, so we saw an episode season, season three, episode four, with the same director and the same writers. That was the one with the Jello shots uh, rating. So that would have been the one at the frat party. Yep. Do you see any uh, consistency with that episode? I do because when he went to the frat party i kind of expected him to be cracking heads and when he walked in and the the frat brothers i don't think that was the one that he that was the one after so it was the one where he i think that was the one where he and javier had the whole citizenship storyline and felicity and the ladies went to the party um then maybe there wasn't really a similar situation yeah I really do feel like in this season, we've got a bunch of new names of people coming up in some of these like major writing and directing roles. And I wonder like when somebody got an idea in their head about what one of these characters was, if they stayed consistent with that in their episodes, but it wasn't always consistent with the other episodes. It could be. Um, I mean, it would explain him kind of jumping around from personality to personality. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I can absolutely make an argument for all of the things we see from him, but do they work in concert with each other? Maybe not. So I think it does make sense to me why he would be taking this very quiet, like I'm not trying to set James off man who's packing heat sort of approach. Um, Ben also has gotten 
a lot of information about James from Molly's um, reveals in group where Ben hasn't had that level of personal interaction with James, but he's the picture that Molly has painted is alarming. And, you know, he's had enough information from James himself where he's like, yep, this all checks out. I've seen a gun now. Like there's a lot to it. Um, Yeah. They focus a lot on the gun. Yeah. Focus on the gun. Yeah. They check off gun. Uh, we'll come back <laughs> next episode. So, Again? okay, yeah, uh, it's gonna get used. Oh, so all right then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they need to remind us because we haven't actually seen it again. Ah, so. I mean, they certainly remind us a lot of it in this episode. Yeah. Not well, only they're... do they say "gun" multiple times, like at one point, it's like you actually think he's gonna bring it out. Yeah. And I, I, you know, they're really trying to keep it as an ever present threat in order to barrel into the next episode, which, you know, you you need to know that it's a threat. Um, Yeah, but I. Um, Okay. But I mean, I I don't think there's anything about James that they're trying to make not a threat. Like they're not, they're not like, oh, but he also loves kittens, you know, like. I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, Like, he has a gun. Grandmother. Yeah. He's got a crack pipe. And here's a picture of him with a puppy. Yeah. There's absolutely (laughs) no effort to make this person a fully like 3D human in the world. They're just like evil personified. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Which is so sad because he's got these like amazing blue eyes. I'm telling you. Oh Oh, my God. Um, If you want to see Eddie K. Hale is more of a hero. (laughs) There's probably a lot of things that you can watch. Go ahead and watch Miracle. Anyway, yeah. so um, yeah, so now we're going to get back. To, so Felicity is going to come back home. Is this the loft? It must be the loft because Noel's going there too. Um, yeah, and well, Ben's in bed. Yeah, Ben's so... in bed. Um, Felicity and Noel are coming back, I guess, into the loft. It's late. It's like 1.30 a.m. or something. They've been working. Felicity yeah. comes back in. She gets in bed next to Ben. She opens a, She turns on a light and opens a book to start studying for her, her stuff. Yeah. She's like, I didn't want to wake you up. And then turns on the light. Maybe stay in your own apartment, eh? Yeah, just a thought. But here's what really bugs me, all right? She takes off her pants and hops into bed wearing a sweater and then like kind of she opens the book. She sort of cuddles down. Now, what is the problem with this? What step is she missing? Take your bra off, woman. Every woman in the world is sitting there looking at you going, Where's your bra? How do you like, know she was wearing one? I mean, that was a thought, but I don't know, up until 1.30 in the morning studying with Noel with no bra on, that also feels uncomfortable. We I hug mean, a lot. You know, I think we've seen a fair amount of episodes where it doesn't seem like the women are wearing bras at all, but... Um, well, you know, that they're not particularly sturdy in front, but yeah. I'm just saying it made me feel uncomfortable 
to like, I was just like, oh my God, the first thing I want to do. <sighs> anyway, okay, she I turns on the light. All right. She opens her book up. And Ben's just like, oh, I know. Uh, he's like, you know, this is a lot. You know, it's 1 30 yep. a.m. You're coming back in with him. Now you're studying for your stuff. It, this is, come on. I mean, this is a lot. Yeah. And Felicity's like, yeah, but I want to do this thing. I want to work with Noel. I wanted the, the loser pet store is cool. And, <sighs> and again, he doesn't go into fix it mode. He doesn't try to help out. He just turns to her. He says, good luck. And then he just turns over and goes to bed. That's the, that's the attempt anyway. Yeah. And this is where I, I don't know. I just, I don't understand Ben. It's like, he help, he's helping other people. He's being heroic. You know, he's doing his thing. But like with Felicity, he's just like, meh. Hmm. I wonder if that'll bear out across the rest of the show. It might. It might. It's weird, especially because we'll see later on that Noel goes into fix-it mode. Yeah, well. Okay, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. So we're back to the calendar, all right? And we're going to see the (laughs) interviews of the potential models, the the students to be selected for the calendar. We've got a man standing there, shirtless, Megan's poking him for the calendar. Yeah, she's. I love that. She pokes him and he like laughs. He like smile. <laughs> yeah, she, she needed to make sure it was all good. And then Veronica Temple comes in, the lady for the men's calendar. And, you know, Sean and Richard are just drooling. And she's, you know, she, she likes to walk barefoot on this on the beach. And she's what likes to pray for world peace. And they're eating it up. Yep. I like I like her where she says. She's like, in terms of her, like, she's like, well, I like praying for world peace. I don't like loud people. And mm-hmm. Megan's like, okay, thanks for coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Megan and Sean play this really fun, jealous, just bickering. You know, it, it's great. And you just add Richard into the mix and it's fantastic. And I do um, like that they, yeah. the way that they set up this story, because we know right from the beginning that they're having, they're in this weird moment in their, in their relationship sexually where, you know, he's still, he's still, I don't know. He's, I don't, I don't know what's making him not, not be able to perform. Right. But is it, well, is it out. a medical thing? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, is it, he's just not ready yet. Is it like, so so there is that ambiguity uh that's happening here and we'll find out later that they're both layering all this stuff onto it and here it makes all the sense in the world that they'd be like really jealous yeah because <laughs> they're since, both, like insecure about it they're both really insecure about what's going on with sean's penis yeah you know i yeah. mean sean says don't get mad at me because she's hot and Megan fires back, then sleep with her. I need a break. Yeah. You know, they're both <laughs> super insecure right now. And Richard's like, um, can we be professional here? <laughs> I know. 
Probably not, Richard, to be honest. Uh... Oh, but when Richard is the guy, when Richard's <laughs> yeah. the guy asking for professionalism, you know you're in trouble. There's an issue. There's an issue yeah. that's maybe or maybe not resolvable. Um, so we are now going to go from here to group. I love the way they shot this scene. So they, mm -hmm. the, the camera is on Molly while she's talking. Mm -hmm. And then they switch it over. And the only other person you see is Ben. So mm -hmm. it looks like she's just confiding in him. Mm -hmm. And then everybody starts to get up and like walk out and you realize, oh, it's group again, yeah, right? You know, they didn't do a panning shot where you saw other people. It looked like it was just the two of them having this intimate conversation. And then- And I think that's the important thing about this. It's like a container for Molly to have private conversations with Ben. You know, I feel like the stuff that she's saying is no longer just about sharing it with the group. I think it feels like this is the container to say things to Ben. And the, the fact that they're showing that visually with the camera is, uh, I think, a choice that reflects to me. Molly is only comfortable in this space, you know, and she's got mixed reactions with Ben outside of group. But so interesting because I took it the exact opposite way where I feel like Molly's talking kind of to herself, but to the group, but Ben is solely focused on her. Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of seeing it from his perspective of like, she's the only other person in the room. Uh -huh. And, and it was, I, I started to pay attention to this when they, they pan out a little bit and you can start seeing other people. I was looking around and clearly like, this is not a student group, you mm -hmm. know, this is not something organized by, you know, the, the university. So this is New York, like mm -hmm. either one of them could find many, many other groups. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. thought, I thought for a minute they were staying in the same group because it was like a campus thing, a security thing, like you're with you know other students or something but no that's not what this is and so there's a reason that they're both still there i guess i don't know exactly what they're thinking yeah but you know well molly's really getting into it she's like james is dealing which I think in the last episode, Ben's like, he's dealing again. You realize that, right? She's like, no, no, he's not. And then she comes into this group and she's like, he's dealing. Mm -hmm. And he's using. And I'm using. Mm -hmm. And um, sort of more of the same. I mean, it's an escalation that he's dealing. But, you know, she's been using along the way. Ben's going to approach her after the group. In his, you know, classic, uh, not so soft method. He's like, this is stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, but she's very clear. She's like, I don't want to talk to you out. Like, she's like, I don't want to talk to you outside of this. And Ben's just gonna say what he's gonna say. And she's like, look, I love him. 
And this is where I made a, like a note, a little asterisk. And I was like, Ben's in hero mode for Molly, but not Felicity. Like, this well, is so but weird. there's also some stuff she says before she gets to the, I love him. She's, she's like, this is temporary. He's doing the dealing to get on his feet. He's promised he's going to get clean. I believe him. Mm-hmm. So there's all this stuff she says before the, I love him. And it's like, yeah, I love him is a, is a sentence to itself. But then like coupled with that is this uh, huge amount of denial that she seems to be in. Well, Ben's reaction is, do you really believe that? Yeah. And she says, I have to. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I do wonder, like, when you say, like, Ben doesn't go in hero mode with Felicity. I don't know if he ever does. So we'll need to watch that. He did once um, when he went to go tell the to go ask the professor to kind of give her another shot at the was it a midterm or a final professor like I yeah I didn't hate that like I you know I I really felt like that was it it wasn't overstepping yeah I think in the future though I'm not I'm having a hard time thinking of any scenarios where he like jumps in to save the day for her for her but I feel like he's but he does it with a, a number of other people um yeah. so we'll see maybe there's something something to that um maybe that's maybe that's why Felicity's his safe space because okay. he doesn't feel like he needs to jump in and help maybe that's a dynamic that they set up with like the nonsense around the re- her rewriting his paper and like she's saving his day and you know when they when they got held up at gunpoint and he was coming over and having chats with her mm-hmm. and he was saying it was because he was concerned about her. And she's like, no, you were concerned about you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some of that stuff that they set up in season one changed their dynamic around that yeah. in a way she's that he liked. Kind of, yeah. Like she's kind of the strong one in the relationship. Maybe. Let's keep thinking. Let's have that in the back of our minds as we, you know, continue through this series because I do think there's something interesting about that. Like maybe this relationship is working for him so well because he he doesn't feel like he needs to save the day with her, mm-hmm. um, which may and, or may not be fair to her at points when she actually needs her day saved. <laughs> well, but, but I'm also thinking like this means he doesn't identify her with his mother who he has saved. I feel like he goes into hero mode with a lot of the women mm-hmm. because he identifies as like, this is what I had to do for my mom. And if anything, he holds her accountable. He holds Felicity accountable for stuff like the stuff with Randy. It was like, you look what you did. Yeah, You know, like she was, she was in trouble. She was upset. He could have gone into saving mode. And instead he was like, this is something you did. Um, so I guess we also have examples of him sort of holding her feet to the fire and saying like, come on. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, may, maybe that's the attraction here. Maybe he he didn't seek out his mom in a relationship, you know, maybe he yeah. sought out somebody who made him feel safe. Made him feel once. safe. Yeah. That's which um, is a change. Is it a healthy choice? Maybe. I don't know. It's a, it's a change. I think a lot of people do seek out more of the same. Yeah. 
and he sought out something he different. He does. He does get plenty of his his hero stuff in in other places. So you know. yeah, this is interesting. Well, we'll just see if that continues to hold up in like future episodes. But I think it might. Um. So we're gonna have a moment. We're gonna go like for a second documentary style, but not really. Or it just like Megan's yeah. holding Sean's camera. It's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Megan's got the camera directly on Joe's abs, another model. I believe it's a little further south than that. Mm. Sean takes the camera away. So we go non-documentary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, and the model is standing there just being like, are, are you getting all of this? I, I have a really great body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Um, great that was somebody's, I don't know if that was like his first speaking role ever, but that <laughs> is so great. Um, hey guys, yeah. family, check this out. I'm in the show Felicity. Um, this guy, Joe. Uh, yeah. Elena and Tracy are going to arrive on the scene and Elena is quickly going to excuse herself. So it's just Tracy there. And yeah, Tracy. Megan's going to be her usual subtle self. And as Tracy and Elena walk in, she's going to look at them and say, what are you two doing together? Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. Subtle, Megan. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a question maybe everybody might be thinking. And so now that Elena's gone, Megan's like looking at Tracy and she says, ah, I see potential here. She says to Tracy, take off your shirt. She says, you're in the calendar. I mean, did you see him when he took off his shirt? I mean, of course yeah. he's in the calendar. Yeah. And so Tracy's now going to be in this calendar. And there's a picture of him. Be Mr. October. Yep. Um. All right. Noel and Felicity are... are working on loser pet store noel you get the sense that noel has presented a number of great ideas well a number of ideas a number of ideas Felicity, and he is doing so with enthusiasm and energy and interest and felicity looks exhausted and yeah. distracted she looks so tired i i just i want to give an award to felicity for just this moment of just being so tired because I wrote down tired and then she proceeded to do all the things I do when I just get way too tired and including a just fantastic shot of of the Carrie Russell vein yeah um this Which normally comes the, out when she's angry but uh, here uh, or really sad but here she managed to evoke it when tired well tired overwhelmed I mean just everything gets to her and this was just like grade a acting loved it mm -hmm. yeah so you know the vein there i remember watching an interview about the americans at one point when there was a scene a particularly great scene from her where her vein was very prominent and i think i think it was from the americans and the um there was a question about whether there was a thought to to like to say photoshop but that's not the correct word to to um, edit it out and she's like no no the angry vein stays yeah <laughs> Good for like, her. she was so like the vein is real yeah like that's what happens when my face gets angry <laughs> like that it's like why you know like it, she's like uh, angry doesn't have to be pretty no 
you but know, like also it, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So she's coming. She doesn't really have any ideas because frankly, she just seems to be looking at the notes she's written down, which was Noel's ideas and mm -hmm. reiterating them back to him. And he's like, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, he goes back and forth in this scene because he's like, are you okay? Like it, the project seems important to me. Seems like you're not really like, you don't care. And she's just like, bursts out crying i don't really feel like the are you okay was coming from an are you okay place though it was i think when he says it seems like you don't care that i think was the root of what he was feeling i don't feel like in that moment he was concerned about her as much as feeling that insecurity come up for him of like oh like this is important to me why is it important to you you know it, it, it just was yeah when he said I it seems know. like you don't care it felt very like it was cutting him to the core <laughs> that she'd seem like she didn't care um, yeah i think the are you okay did come from a place of concern because she looked not great mm -hmm. let's admit but when she didn't then tell him anything mm -hmm. right then then he starts to get real peeved because he's like, okay, you are okay. Like you didn't say anything about not being okay. Like what's like, what's going on? And she just, you know, bursts out crying. Like, she's, but she says it's all fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. And so she's looking frustrated and she's like, let's just get this stupid thing out of the way. Which is a thing yeah. she's saying coming from a place of being exhausted and overwhelmed. Yeah. And Noel's going to take it to heart and he's going to take it personally. He's going to be like, fine, I'll do it myself. And he storms out of the room. He's taking on yep. Richard's mantle from last time. Yep. Right? He just like storms out of the room. <laughs> and, and, you know, Felicity sits there for a second. I mean, God bless her. She she pulls herself together and goes after Noel. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would have just been like, I want a nap. Like, yeah. do it yourself. Yeah. Um, Which is probably the better goes. move anyway. Like, yeah. she probably should not have caught up with Noel here because what, where was that conversation going? Which um, she wasn't going to, you know, she wasn't going to do. He was out the door. He was, he was out the door. Yeah. She needs to sleep. Um, which she's not going to do anyway, but that's fine. Molly is going to intercept Felicity. She's going to arrive and she's shaken up. She's Something also just crying. happened. She's crying. Can I come back? Please. Um, but in such a way that it's like clearly something big just occurred where she's very unsettled. So we're not going to find out just yet what that is. We're going to go back to the loft. Ben's there. Noel arrives. He's heated. Oh, yeah. He's complaining about Hot. Felicity. He <laughs> is coming in. He is mad. He's taking his jacket off. Felicity's not being a good friend. Right. <laughs> and, ben, and Ben here is just being super calm. I love Super this. honest. Ben's like, oh, what? Felicity. Does it seem like she's maybe overloaded? Noel's like, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have time to figure out what's wrong with her. Um, like Ben just ben... adds that dose of like, 
here's what's going on. Yeah. She's got all her classes. She has to take that philosophy final that you don't know about for the class UTA. <laughs> Remember that mm -hmm. one? How hard that was? She has to take all, she has to learn all of that in three days. And then she's doing this thing with you. I told her to drop the thing with you. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, I told her she should abandon you. Yeah. And, and Noel's just like, nice. Like, thanks. I, they have this weird dynamic in this see i don't know just in general um like are they friends they i mean they're being sarcastic they're being honest like i don't know what this is but it i feel like there's a number of weird dynamics that go on in this episode but i guess this the is good thing about wh wh wherever they are right now noel doesn't spend more time in this episode being like ben told me he told you to abandon me <laughs> like yes. he doesn't spend any amount of time on that the next time we're gonna see noel he's taking it to heart yeah he's like felicity needs help i'm gonna offer my help so it as insecure yeah, I mean, as noel may be he's not fixating too much on ben no no, I mean, Ben and and Felicity are dating. It's mm -hmm. just what it is. Mm -hmm. So, what's to fixate on? And unless you're going to well, try to steal her away, he could. I mean, he could. do I put it past Noel to fixate? No. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think Felicity would put up with it at that point. Uh -huh. And I think Noel knows it. I don't think it's even on our radar, to be honest. No, but if he were to come in and be like, Ben said that da, 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 she'd just be like, stop it. Yeah, that's fair. Well, this is going to be interrupted probably at just the right time. Ben's going to receive a call, probably from Felicity. Ben has to go. And he it's alarming enough that he's like, got to go now. So he just kind of leaves Noel with all the information that he just shared for Noel to think about. And Ben's going to go to the back to the ladies' apartment where Molly and Felicity are. Yeah. Now and we're finally going to get a conversation that isn't in group. Yeah. So Molly is revealing what just happened that freaked her out so much to Ben and Felicity. He's saying that James pulled a gun on her while he was high. Yeah. He didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. I think but she's ben still says in that it's place. It's not an excuse. Yeah. She's still in the explanation mode. She's like, he does, he cares about maybe he wouldn't do this if you weren't high. It's like, well, he was. Right. <laughs> and he and did. He did. <laughs> yeah. And Felicity very smartly says, yeah, don't worry about him. Like, don't, don't worry about that. Like, Molly he pulled a gun on you. something I think very telling here too. Like, I, I, I really, I'm hearing everything she's saying and it's checking for me. It's checking out for me, I think, where she's like, He'll be mad that I left. Yeah. She's like, he doesn't even, she says he doesn't even know that I left and he's going to be so mad. It's like, I believe that this is a combination of she's drawn to him and there's fear though. And there's like, I want to be there, but I don't, but I can't leave. Like, I, I feel like all of that, all of that I, is at play for her. Um, I don't think she's scared of him. Okay. I really don't. I think when she says he's going to be mad, she's more worried about what he might do to someone else or himself than to her. Than to her. Okay. And Ben very rightly brings up 
group. He's like, remember group? Remember the whole point of group? That is like, you can't fix anybody but yourself? Like, and then he says gun like six times and Mm -hmm. you can't go back there? Yeah. She's like, but I have to go back there because I can't breathe without him. (laughs) Well, she doesn't say she has to go back. She says she's scared for him. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like this thing over and over with like you just don't understand what real love is right yeah she's like you just don't understand and felicity is like she's like uh well molly says i'm worried that something's gonna happen to him and felicity says if you go back something bad might happen to you now this is the reaction i wanted from felicity when ben was having his whole violent spree and punching lamps Mm -hmm. this is the exact sentiment it's like how can you say this to molly when you completely ignored everything about ben Mm -hmm. yeah really so where did the self-awareness go felicity where did it go well i guess this is a whole mess of people not being totally self-aware in this conversation um Mm. I don't know, but I guess Molly asking for help is something different uh, in this non-group setting. Uh, Well, even in a group setting, she's not really asking for help. She's just reporting. Um, Mm -hmm. And here, this is a different thing. Uh, Is the outcome going to be so different? I don't know, but it's a a change. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go back to Megan and Sean, who are pretty much having a full-on fight over these calendar models Mm -hmm. uh just talking about them they're all stupid all the models are stupid yeah richard is like what is happening (laughs) (laughs) megan yeah boils it down to sexual tension and richard's like oh you haven't done the deed yet since the surgery going to continue to be Richard. Yeah, he's very indelicate about all of this, and Sean's just going to get up and leave. Well, Sean doesn't want to talk about it, because there's nothing to talk about. It. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Elena's going to come in yeah. and ask, uh, what's, what's the problem? And Richard is, you know, very Richardly going to say his penis is the problem yeah it's it's happening it is but elena's not going to spend much time thinking about that issue because she sees that there's a photo of tracy on the table amongst the photos of of the other models and she finds out that tracy has is now going to be mr october and she's like no Mm -mm. no 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 to the no Mm mm-hmm he is a sensitive, religious man. You cannot do this to him. This is the problem I have with Elena. I'm like, really? You're going to pull religion out now and use it? Like, yeah. just because you don't want other women? And she's very clear about it. She's like, every girl in school will be after him. I, and I will have no chance. It's like, so you're just going to pull the religion card First on Richard, and then we'll just it'll continue doing that in the next scene. I like how Richard is just like throws it right back at her. He's like, "Well, the caption could be something like Virgin, proud of it.'" <laughs> yeah, fixed, no problem. And she's just like, 
no. He said, well, it's not my choice. Go talk to him. Yeah, she is very threatened by this and she's going to leave. And um, I mean, she's activated. She. I like the conversation she then has with Tracy about it after this, where it's just like, oh, my goodness, she's a mess. Yeah, uh, she's such a mess, and she's so out. Like she's so raw <laughs> and out there, and, and it's not even right. <laughs> you know, like still using religion and insensitive, but sure, yeah. No, but I, there's nothing clean hot. about the next conversation she has with Tracy no. whatsoever, and no. and like she's so out of line in so many ways, and Tracy's like, no. "You're out of line in so many ways." Well, we'll get there. I don't yeah. Know. um i actually really like the scene but so first let's go to ben and molly at a rehab clinic um (laughs) molly molly's like james is probably looking for me ben's like well he's not gonna come here to find you (laughs) (laughs) no chance like i as much as i have not liked molly i will say the actress who plays her is quite good because she does look like she's in withdrawal for like a good part of this episode. Um, She looks rough and you know, she's, she's at the clinic and she makes a joke. Like maybe I can just stay here for three or four years. I mean, maybe you should stay a little while. I mean, inpatient is an option. Maybe just a thought. Yeah. But, uh, but Ben, Ben's gonna, yeah, you know, Ben's gonna have a nice, nice moment with her. Or, well, I don't know. Ben's just gonna have an honest moment with her. He's like, you know what? We do these things. We come to, we do go to group. We come to this clinic. I don't really, I don't really know you. And instead of actually saying anything about herself, Molly's like, well, yet you're doing one of the kindest things for me that anybody's done. Which lets you know a lot about Molly. I mean, as much as her psychic mother is around, like clearly she has not known a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I guess her psychic mother has a blind spot around drugs and James. Um, yeah. Maybe two blind spots, maybe more than two blind spots. Who's to say? Perhaps she's not psychic. Perhaps she's not. <laughs> just a thought just a thought um we're gonna head to felicity and noel noel's like i was a jerk i was a jerk right i mean Mm -hmm. i didn't know all this stuff was happening for you but felicity to her credit says look i should have told you and noel affirms that but then continues to say he's sorry and uh and felicity's like all right all right enough groveling you're forgiven but i really do enjoy that project i mean i I wonder like do you think maybe professor morrison could give us an extension Mm -hmm. just for a few days and not only is she looking forward to it she's looking forward to doing it with noel yeah noel's like ah yay (laughs) (laughs) all my dreams are coming true (laughs) um so he's gonna do the old you know, he's got Morrison on speed dial on his phone. He's going to call Morrison yeah. about that extension. How weird was that, right? Mm-hmm. He clicked one button <laughs> on a landline. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we both noticed that. 
We're not going to waste I spot, I, having I, I him. I wish it were like a cell phone where he had programmed him as like Icebox Man or something like that. <laughs> Icebox Man. Call Icebox Man. Um, yeah. Uh, Noel's going to call Morrison for an extension. And we're going to get Morrison's part of it. We're, we're going to hear Morrison's part where he's like, no, definitely not. Not going to happen. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Noel's like, oh, great. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you much. Uh, <laughs> he's going to say to Felicity, yep, we got the extension. All good. <laughs> yeah. Complete lie. Um, Complete lie. Says, so since we have that extension, how about I help you study for that class? Because I was the TA of that class last year. And, and how I, does she not know that when yeah. Ben was in the class? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh, you were the teacher. Yeah. So Noel goes into fix it mode. Sure does. And then they hug. And we just get a close up of Noel's like O face during the hug. So maybe yeah. she wasn't wearing a bra. I don't know. Who's to say? Who? to say here's here's a relationship that's not going to be fixed after the next scene elena and tracy coming in hot coming in hot it's after class elena's fresh off of the news that tracy's going to be mr october she's got a picture in her hand God, she took the photo <laughs> yep i mean don't don't get me wrong if i got a hold of that photo i'm keeping it yeah fair enough she's like you're a tease Okay, I don't like you putting yourself out there like that. You didn't even ask me. And Teresa's like, what is She's like, going you're a on? hypocrite. She calls him a hypocrite. She's like, you, you know, you say you're all religious and all this stuff. And she like, is letting Whoa. it rip so hard. I mean, this is 100% emotion, 0% thought. Yeah. Like, there is not one thing that she has said that she should be authorized to say. Nope. <laughs> but it's also how she's feeling. And it's very real for her. And it's completely inappropriate that she's expressing it. Because as Tracy rightly points out, you're not my girlfriend. Yeah. You're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we just did the handshake. <laughs> and she's just like nope no can't be friends cannot be friends can't do it walks away keeps the picture i love the scene so much because <laughs> it's so out of control and elaine is so not in her right mind and yeah. elaine is so unfair and she's yep. so honest and tracy's like uh-uh <laughs> 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 oh, yes this would be the moment that yeah. you know when when people say bitches be crazy but you know it's elena we love her and we love her and tracy Such a mess. it's just um... it's rough <laughs> it's rough yeah I, but i it is it is funny oh yeah. man so, so as far as we know, they're no longer friends. Well, yeah, I guess I guess that's what just happened. Who's mm -hmm. to say? Um, At this point. According to Elena. I have a yeah. feeling she's going to regret that. But <laughs> 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 whatever. 
Maybe not. Life. Maybe not. So Noel and Felicity, they are mm-hmm. studying at the women's apartment. Ben is also at the apartment because this threesome is getting weird. And as I said, weird vibes. We got some weird vibes going on. Yeah. So the main thing here, though, this is this this is what's happening, and up until the the major point that James storms in. Yeah, because again, no locks on doors in New York City. Yeah, a point that Noel says, like, dude. Yeah lock your door have they or have they not had enough examples of why you need to lock your door so Um, many examples so many so james stars in he's like where is molly he's he is i don't know is he frantic is he angry is he both um i think he i think he is potentially also a little bit in withdrawal um i think he is unstable I, uh, he's very, very on edge. Which you think he's seems... in withdrawal or he's actually high right then? Uh, I don't know. The way he was acting, it seemed like maybe he, withdrawal. maybe just a little bit, like he went to find Molly before he, uh, he had anything, but you know what? It's, it's crack. So he very well could be high. Um, but he's definitely on edge. Like he, yeah. he is coming on full 100 percent threatening yeah where's molly felicity takes the road she's not here which molly is here she's in the back room um felicity says she's not here ben's gonna double down on that james turns to felicity he's like if you're lying to me <laughs> noel pipes up don't threaten her just because he doesn't know what's happening uh, yeah <laughs> um he has no clue but I think anybody in that apartment at that moment could feel the vibe coming off of James and it wasn't good. Um, mm-hmm. So Ben's reiterating that Molly's not there. And then Molly, of course, comes out. So yeah. she what is there. What the fuck, Molly? Then Molly, that was your cue to not come out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel for her because she can't even look James in the eye. No, she cannot. She, she just fully retreats inside herself. And you can see... You can see the sort the sort of like two facedness of James. Like he oh, sees yeah. her and she's like, Where's your stuff, baby? You know, it's like yeah. um, you can see how different a person it's always weird, I think, when you if we take drugs out of the equation here, it's weird when you have a dynamic with one person and then you have a dynamic with another person or another group, and then suddenly those people are together and you have to figure out which one, which one is dominant, <laughs> like what, like which version of you comes out. And I think in this situation, he's toggling very aggressively and very quickly between being the maintaining charming james who's trying to maintain the relationship with molly like the placating the oh it's all going to be fine i'll get help i'll we'll do this we'll do that but then having these other voices be like she doesn't want to go with you and he's like stop it you know like he's swiveling his head and being a totally different person between molly and the other three people in this room yeah and, and it's he does like, it very whoa. well. 
he does it very well. And, but it has to be very, um, there's a lot of conflict there internally, you know, there has to be because yeah. at the and same time, like if you're trying to placate Molly, but you're showing her what you're saying to these other people, like you, you have to be very like, now listen, Molly. And then like, he snaps at these other people, but then he has to go even like closer into her to be like, no, but really, <laughs> you know, like, it's just very hard to balance that in. Yeah even a situation where you're totally with it and then he's got this instability factor and it's like oh this is a mess it is a lot of this episode is a mess um and it i think he does a very good job with this with the you know snapping to anger at and being threatening some people and while he is um trying to show concern for her it, it he she knows he's like threatening to the other people mm-hmm. um she can't look him in the eye like she feels the tension in the room and i feel like he he like we'll see this later but he also shifts uh tactics with her like he's certainly manipulating her like he'll go from like grabbing her to touching her to hands back to you know i mean he's doing all kinds of different things with her so she's probably been on the receiving end of some of this anger herself or if she hasn't if he's been hiding that from her he's she's now seeing it directed at other people and there's a desperation there for him because it's like the cat is coming out of the bag if she hadn't already seen that stuff from him directly yeah there's no upside for him for these three other people to be in this room no he needs them he only wants her and you know ben is gonna come in and again just be this totally other person that i i don't get because you know he's he has this soft tone you know he is trying to de-escalate he's trying to reason with james he's and, saying and molly by the way had already sort of taken the stand like you said she's not giving him eye contact and she's saying i need time i just need time i'm so tired mm-hmm. um so that's what she's saying that leads into Ben. So what you were saying about Ben. Yeah. And James is like, these people don't care about you. Right. And, and he's getting more and more on edge every time someone else starts talking. Yeah. And so Ben is just really trying to keep it calm. Like mm-hmm. he really just wants this guy to go away, but he's not backing down. You know, he's saying, you know, sort of a almost, come on man like just let her sleep like we're not a danger like you can come back later nobody wants anything bad to happen mm-hmm. and and james reaches into his pocket his you jacket. know so we're all very well aware that there that he could potentially pull out a gun mm-hmm. but instead he pulls out a cigarette and lights it and is like fine sleep whatever and he looks directly at ben and ben drops his eyes 
like he is not trying to piss this guy off. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just this, I don't know, very controlled reasoning, um, just saying exactly the right thing in the right way. Well, I think the fact that he started with like, just let her sleep for a little, like, uh, don't you care? It, It was sort of like a, don't you care about Molly sort of test, you know, cause it's like, if that is in fact your priority, she just needs a minute. Um, it's a little harder for him to argue that and not come out like a jerk in front of Molly. So I think he pauses on that and fortunate that's fortunate. And mm. also, you know, it sort of was like painted into a corner too. I think it was a smart comment from Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, when he pulled, when James pulls out that cigarette and lights it and just like looks directly into the camera with like those piercing blue eyes with piercing like, blue eyes from smoke around his face. I'm just like, are you the devil? Yeah, it's, you know, but also those eyes, those eyes, it's hypnotic. Um, James is going to leave, but the rat, the level of ratcheted up tension there was significant. I think everybody in that apartment knows it. Uh, it, it feels like a real, okay, let's all breathe now. Um, so we're going to get some aftermath of that. I guess Molly is going to head back to bed, uh, which we'll find out later, but Noel and Felicity are going to leave the apartment to study leaving Ben there to sort of just mind the apartment and make sure James doesn't come back and threaten Molly. So Felicity is going to say, asks him very consciously, Ben, my man, lock the door. Yeah. The, The inside locks. Yeah. The inside locks. Lock the door, man. Yeah. Um, Noel is lingering ultra too long. Yeah. Doesn't get it until finally he's like, oh, you want to say goodbye to each other? I see. So he's going to go away. And uh, Felicity and Ben are debriefing. He's like, that was really scary there with James. But I'm really proud of you. You had calm. You had control. Ben's like, oh, I was about to pee my pants. I was freaking out. Mm. Um, But he's going to stay behind watch after molly and they're gonna go off and study well they have these series it was like at least two or three really great kisses goodbye Mm -hmm. between felicity and ben Mm -hmm. and it just made me worry i was like those are really great goodbye kisses oh it was ominous for you well i was just like like they're really saying goodbye. Like it makes the audience feel like, I don't know, like something could happen, but thankfully it, it was okay. Yeah. And, uh, but it did make me worry. Um, That's good. That was effective then. I mean, I, there isn't a danger for the rest of this episode necessarily, but that like, I think again, they're trying to make the looming presence of James uh yeah. very something that you feel um well I was worried Ben was gonna go off but then I I didn't realize I guess that Molly was still there 
Mm. I, I don't know where she went, but I guess I forgot about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ben comes in and he like looks in the door and she's like curled up in the fetal position. Yeah. Um, still in this like gray. She wears gray the entire episode. Uh, just really comfortable clothes, which again makes me think she's in withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so he's basically going to be watching over her. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah. So then we'll switch over to just watching Nolan Felicity study. Felicity is full on delirious. Yeah. I'm sorry, but this is such a weird scene from Noel. It's so weird. The weird energy is back. It's so weird. weird energy is there. She's delirious. She's exhausted. She's feeling pretty hopeless about being able to absorb all of Western thought in history of Western thought in three days or now maybe one day. One night. This is it. It's tomorrow. So she's, it's the, the delirium is coming out as sarcasm and lack of focus. And Noel's like, no, I'm giving you a pep talk because I have faith in you. And I want this to be in a night we look back on in the future, years from now, we're talking to our kids. We're talking to our grandkids. (laughs) He doesn't quite say that, but that's where that is. He's close. He stopped just short of that. And he's got this vision of how we're going to remember this all nighter for years to come. And he's sacrificing Mm -hmm. his own time because he knows it's not a lost cause. And, you know, only felicity you know not many people not all people get this from me this is special this is you special and for ben. you yeah, <laughs> apparently um you know we're I, just we're saving each other's asses here and it's just like you're weird why are you being so it feels weird? as though this study session means a little more to Noel than it does to Felicity. It does. It's like... You might be layering in a context to this that it doesn't warrant. Yeah. It's like, so she fails a class. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not the end of the world. And Felicity understands that. But it is so important to Noel. We're going to look back on this in all night or when we're old is not a thing you need to reflect on in the moment. The amount of time you spend reflecting on looking back on this when you're old is an amount of time you're not spending thinking about passing the class tomorrow. But this um, is what's <laughs> motivating her. This is this is the weird ass energy that actually gets her back on track to say, let's do it. Yeah. Well, you know, there it is. So... Uh, okay, we're back at the apartment. Molly's gonna come into the room where Ben is. Wake him up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Molly's like, you know, it's occurring to me. Just, just right now. In this I think moment. I need mm-hmm. to break up with James, but I need to do it in person. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Do you? Ben, Ben's not loving that. He's like, yes. You have to break up with him, correct? But do you do you really have to do it in person? Yeah. And he's like, well, at least could you do it in public and I'll come with you? She's like, no, he's like, I'll be out of sight. I'll yeah, lurk. She, she's like, James would never hurt me. But you know, I don't know what well, he'd do. You're totally on the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't I don't know what he'd do if you show up. Yeah. And so Ben's like, I'll hide. Don't worry. 
Yeah. I'll hide. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, whoa. And this is so weird because Ben says, all right, he's dangerous. And he's not, I'm not going to let you go alone. And Molly says, well, don't I have a say? And Ben's just like, no. And I'm like, okay. And then Molly, Molly says, thanks. So I guess that's an acceptance of help. But it was a little weird to be like, hero complex. I am now in control of what is happening. Yeah. It is definitely that coming across there. I think this is this is that weird space that honestly in real life can go on for years and years and years and years and maybe forever where somebody's like, I know this isn't good for me. I'm going to change it. And then they don't. Mm. And then you're and then like you you end up being the friend confidant that they can come to anytime they want and be like, I'm going to change it. But then they don't change it. And I think in real life, I've seen that last for a while. And usually with relationships, like, uh, you know, and we've got an addiction factor here as well. But even just if you look at the relationships piece of it, I've certainly seen relationships where you're like, why are you with him? Mm -hmm. Or why am I with him? Or whatever's happening here. And like, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, I know I should leave this, but I'm not. But then, you know, they're not going to. So after a while, being the confidant, it's like, what are we doing? Frustrating in these conversations like why am i having these conversations with you um and so but but ben has not earned the amount of time probably to to feel that way but ben's just like i'm gonna i'm gonna skip over (laughs) all of that and i'm just going to tell you what this outcome is going to be um which he can't control and we'll see no exactly and that's the thing and he's gonna have to learn that one way or another i don't know what happens to like you know any of them in the future like i guess i i potentially thought this was the last time we were going to see molly and or james um but i guess that's not the case since the gun comes back and i'm assuming it doesn't walk on its own um but like this this is a lesson like if you are going to be that confidant person you need to quickly reconcile yourself or over time very painfully reconcile yourself to the fact that you are someone who is listening letting them get it off their chest and you are not going to change anything that they do they are the one who has to change it yeah yeah and if you don't want to hear it anymore, then that's your choice. And if you yes. do want to hear it, then that's your choice. But yes. it's like, and you have to because you think you've that. given the best advice in the whole world. <laughs> like, yeah. doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um. So, all right. So we're gonna get to a, a sequence of things to sort of wrap up all these stories here. So, first of all, Felicity's gonna take her final. She's mm-hmm. smiling because she's got this. We hope so. Yeah, we think. Um, There's that. Okay, so then Tracy is going to show up at Elena's door. Wait, I have to say, Elena is wearing the cutest outfit here. I absolutely loved it. I'm not a fan of culottes, but you know what? She's got a matching pair of orange culottes that go into some orange in her shirt. And it's just, she like runs to the door and it's really cute i love this outfit 
which is which is great because Tracy's going to be totally enthralled. He's going to show up at her door. He's going to say, "You know what? We can't be friends." She's like, "Oh." Because when I said that, I was angry and I didn't really. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can see in her face, she's like, see, that was a mistake, what I did there. <laughs> um, but he's going to keep rolling with it. He's like, we can't be friends. He just starts kissing her. Then he comes mm, in. He's got the smile. He's got the Tracy smile. Yeah. I guess whatever she said in anger was effective in some way. But was it good for the long run? Who's I don't to say? know. Um we're now going to switch back to Nolan Felicity. Felicity's like, hey, the final went well. It's good. It's all good now. You're such a good friend. Yeah. And she proceeds to fall asleep on the couch as Noel's revealing to her that actually he lied about the extension on the loser pet <laughs> store thing. And they have to get to work on it right away. They've got another all-nighter that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it with their kids. We'll talk about it with our grandkids. They're going to write epic novels about it. They are going to make a movie. Uh, about this all-nighter that we're about to do. She's asleep. She can't hear any of this. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Poor Noel. Um, he must now do it himself, I guess. Boy. Yeah, or at least let her nap. Either way. Um, Richard, Sean, and Megan. I'm just loving the three of them. Mm-hmm. So the models have officially been chosen. They're celebrating that. But are they... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're actually celebrating the dawning of the age of Richard. And so both Megan and Sean are, um, they are appropriately uh, saddened. Sullen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sullen, saddened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Richard leaves. Well, I mean, <laughs> Richard makes an exit um yeah megan and sean are just they're just down yeah and um you know richard they they made some comment about i think like their grandkids like oh he made a con i think sean made a comment about yeah it's the dawning of the age of richard we'll tell our grandkids about it and richard's like whoa maybe you should get you know your equipment problems sorted out and then he hands the photos of all the men to Megan and says, you know, if it doesn't work out, here's some photos, you know, just for the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, and he just riles them both up and then is like, peace. Bye. Um, <laughs> just lights the match and walks oh away. So Sean, of course, it. this is just going to tap directly into his insecurity. He's like, look, I'm just... I'm never going to be one of these guys. One of these guys you fantasize about. Megan's like, how would you know what my fantasies are, though? Like, that's not even a thing. <laughs> like, you're you're actually my fantasy here is where she's kind of going with it. And she's like, wait a minute, though, because I thought you weren't into me. Mm-hmm. Sean's like, what? Yeah, they both have this insecurity and it's just, I don't know, even though they drive each other crazy, they also kind of heal each other, I guess, because they both finally communicate. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wonderful that you just said web because Megan is wearing one of my favorite shirts. It's a purple shirt and it has black spiders all over it. 
You would think I noticed that when I made that oh, comment. Oh my goodness, it was amazing. And when you see the two of them hug, finally, there's like this giant black spider just on her shoulder. And it's it's just everything I want out of Megan's fashion. Okay. Um, and I I just, I enjoyed that moment. They, they are healing each other's insecurities. They're communicating and they are just awakening little Sean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, he's aroused and they're going to need to leave to take care of this. Stat. Right away. Yeah. Now, I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they have already paid their bill because they do not wait. For You're right. Out. Listen, folks, pay <laughs> your bill and tip your server. Yes. Thank you. Even um, if you've just, you know, battled cancer and finally had, um, you know, your little man awaken. Even then, um, even, even if then. you are a third wheel in a relationship you thought you were in, but it's actually somebody else's relationship and they're coming to declare their love for your for your for your girlfriend mm-hmm. and uh, they, they they showed up and, and you had to punch them in the face. And, <laughs> <laughs> in all of these circumstances, think about it. If they can do it, you can too. OK, yeah. Um so now we're going ahead to i thought a very lovely scene um an effective scene i love the way this was shot what music did you have i had this song that was like everything is shocking Ah. is how it was i mean it was it was actually a great song okay well that's good the song that i had because i was listening to the dvd was macy gray's still which when you look at the lyrics let me actually pull up the lyrics for this because it is exactly their situation um so the song so this is going to be a wordless scene you're only hearing the song and you're seeing ben watch molly and james from afar well he's he's on one side of the street and they're Mm -hmm. on the other side of the street and there are cars going between them so it makes it hard for ben and us as the audience to see exactly what's going on yeah so uh, let me just for those who don't know the macy gray song so some of the lyrics here in my last years with him there were bruises on my face in my dawn a new day i finally got away my head's all messed up and he knows just what to say no more dawn and new days. I'm going back to stay. So why say bye-bye when it only makes me cry? I still light up like a candle burning when he calls me up. I still melt down, melt down like a candle burning every time we touch. Oh, say what you will. He does me wrong and I should be gone, but I still be loving you, baby. And it's much too much. And there's more. But I wow. mean, this is, first of all, Macy Gray's voice is perfect. Yeah. I had but a then guy the singing. words, like, uh, um, perfectly matched for me. Um, so, but the actual scene here, Molly's waiting for James. James shows up. Molly goes to break up with him. James goes into fix-it mode. He's like, I, nope. Like, he's, like, trying to make his case. He's trying to be persuasive. He, like, goes to grab her. She kind of pulls away. Then he goes in to be more gentle and he's getting in. His words are getting in. 
but you see this all like you know they you flash back and forth between them and ben and ben is kind of leaning forward and like trying to see what's going on and the cars keep going by so you only see have little bits and pieces and you're not like a hundred percent sure where they are in the conversation you can kind of see that she steps back and but then the car gets in the way um and, and there's this moment in their body language when you can see that molly's giving up giving in yeah and well, ben sees it and they flash to his face and he's like "Ooh." well so there's this moment I think there's a couple of moments. There's the first moment where James goes from grabbing her to just touching her arm. And that's mm -hmm. a thing that he's done multiple times to kind of start pulling her back in. He's mm -hmm. just sort of laying his hand on her arm. And, but then she is still walking away. He grabs her again. And as she's kind of, she's backing up and backing up and backing up. And, she kind of like yells at him at one point and he puts both hands up in the air and it's like she she keeps turning her back on James and taking a step and you know as they're getting further and further away and it looks potentially like she's gonna walk away but James is still trying really hard. You get this close up of Ben's face and he wordlessly mouths something like, um, like you can do it or like, just do it. Just, you can do it. Like it's, you know, he's kind of rooting, rooting her on in this desperate sort of way. And right after that, it's like James really starts to get in there and you just see Ben's face drop. So why say bye-bye when it only makes me cry? Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I may have to watch this scene over again. With... Me up. Oh my God. Um... Yeah, I may. we may need to watch it watch it again because i'm gonna say the song that i was listening to was really good it sounds like in um, all iterations but it wasn't that really matches um it's a really important thing to have the right music on that scene yeah because it's there's nothing else you know like that whole thing changes with different music you know it's like well and the everything shocking song it went on to talk more about emotions and, and like what was happening and everything so it didn't it still fit, but yeah. I don't think it fit probably as well as the Macy Gray song. Yeah. Um, um, that that moment when Molly has just sort of like given into it and she yeah. starts walking away with James and she they, looks Well, back. she hugs him. She <laughs> hugs James. And that's the moment where like Ben's face falls. But then, then they walk away together walk and Molly away. looks back knowing that Ben saw the whole thing. Yeah. And she's just, I mean, look on look, her face. It's like, well, I mean, here's the thing though. I get that Ben is trying to help. And I also applaud him for not like running out into the street mm -hmm. at any point during this. Um, 
But this is one of those times where I feel like it's not an adage, but it, it there, there are sayings that are just sometimes really true. Mm-hmm. And one of them is when someone tells you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Like Molly has said over and over and over again to them, this is our dynamic. This is who I am. Like, you know, uh, it's, it's tough to watch, but yeah, she left with him and I really didn't think there was any other outcome. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, we close with a couple of sort of, I don't know, like there's a motif here <laughs> in the yeah. last two scenes where Megan and Sean, uh, they're in bed. They just had sex. Yay. <laughs> uh, there's relief. They're happy. They're feeling good about it. They're excited. Megan's like, want to go again? Sean's like, no, uh, uh, and then was it Megan that goes to kiss? Sean yeah Megan goes over um like Sean's lying on his back and she just sort of and the camera is above her hole so when Megan goes to kiss Sean she covers the camera like you just see the back of her head and then we switch to Elena coming off of Tracy yeah from the same position and they just had sex and yeah. Elena's like, for your first time, oh my God. She is glowing. She's she glowing. Is so happy right there. And then they pan over to Tracy. Tracy is not. Tracy looks terrified. Stunned, terrified. I couldn't really tell, but it is not. Of, it's not happy. <laughs> of the four people in the last two scenes that have just had sex <laughs> yeah. separately, two couples, only one of the people looks unhappy about it. <laughs> and yeah. that is Tracy. It's like. <sighs> yeah. I thought that was I a mean, really effective way to work the camera on that, too, because I think it it's sort of definitely. like. Definitely. It definitely was, but again, I'm not loving Elena here, right? Mm -hmm. So she's, she's called religion up multiple times, right? She's, you know, shown that she knows still nothing about it. Mm -hmm. She then calls it up to call him a hypocrite and a tease and yell at Richard. And then he you know, he comes in the door, she's not stopping him this time, like has sex with him. And then is just like, points out that he's that she just took his virginity. Mm -hmm. And is like, and this is the best thing ever. Yeah. I mean, she's so I, I don't know, like, willfully oblivious, I guess would be the the word it's it's like so not caring about tracy yeah at all well i think and i think that feels like correct writing to me 
like we may not like that Elena's doing it, but I believe it. Um, uh, Tracy, you can do better. Maybe, maybe. Definitely. So, fish. I don't know if you just did it, but <laughs> <laughs> who's the worst? Are you ready for the you're the worst segment? Ooh, that was a good one. Ah. Um, I am, and and it yeah it. It was a hard choice, mm-hmm. but James, you're the worst. You really were the worst last week too, but I had some unfinished business with Noel, so you got bumped. Addiction is a disease, fair. But you know what's not a disease? Dealing, being an abusive control freak, owning a gun, manipulating your partner, and just generally being an asshole. These are not things you get a pass on, and neither is continuing to use while refusing to get help. You are gonna end up in jail or in the ground, and you're taking Molly with you. And you know it, you just don't wanna be alone. And I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to be stuck with just you either. So you drag Molly back, back under control, back into using, back into danger. And to add insult to injury, just look at her. Look at what you've done. Look at her hair. James, you are the worst. Okay. Yeah. James, you're the worst. Let me tell you, Elena, Elena was lucky that James was just so terrible. Because mm-hmm. otherwise she she I was wondering was on the chopping block. Yeah, I was wondering if you were gonna go the obvious route or the not so obvious route after your rant about Elena, but there we are. There we are. Um, can't argue with you on that at all. Uh, they are not trying to make us argue with you. No, they <laughs> they're really, leaning all the way they really in. Weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what, Fish? Time what? for our favorite segment. <gasps> Yay. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. Have to erase it. I thought I uh I would bring in. A comment from from Galena Drukes, treat us on Noel. Feels like time to bring this piece in. Uh, in her section called History of Noel and Felicity Season 3. <laughs> That's very nice. I can't wait to read these. Um, in early Season 3, Noel is dealing with a fallout of partying and completely changing his life and getting back to school. He's also genuinely Felicity's friend, helping Ben plan her birthday, working on the Loser Pet Store project with her, helping her study. There begins to be the undercurrent of his feelings there, but they're subtle, and it's more about the audience getting a window into this than for Felicity to be aware of it. That's fair. This is Kalina's take on this, and... I do feel like I'm certainly seeing that in this episode more overtly than I was in previous episodes. 
Um, I think it was definitely there. Like we mentioned it where Noel basically came in and was like, I want to get like, Ben, you better figure this out because you don't want to lose Felicity like I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, all of our comments today are about Noel. So the rest are about, we've got a couple more about Noel with Jane. Ah, um, bring that up again. I do. Well, okay. So <laughs> I'll start with the one that you might not agree with. You don't agree with, I think. And then the one that um, might be more in line with what you're thinking. So at Queen Shalana 75 says, it's lazy writing, unfortunately. They really didn't know what to do with Noel. I'm going to actually pair that before we go to your feedback with um, one from at Insta.Mickey, where she says, Noel, for me, is that insecure and kind of needy guy. I consider some of his actions in the past seasons very indicative of that. And he is awkward. And Jane, he saw as an opportunity to get out of that. He tries to be a better man, but never gets there, in my opinion. I think this is an example of Noel sabotaging himself. Yeah. It's... It seems like that storyline, everybody kind of saw a different thing, maybe. I guess. I mean, I know that you feel like it was very out of character for him. I just, I mean, I certainly gave him a you're the worst segment, but I've been seeing this behavior from him since season one. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's all about the insecurity. You know, it's like, you're a senior, you're gorgeous. Like, come on, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell him. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Well, you know, Fish, we need to rate this episode. I think this will be an interesting rating. Um, I'm, curi well, I'm curious I'm to know what you still... thought. I'm still very confused about Ben. Okay. So confused. I need another minute. Okay. Um, I will, I'll do my rating. So I rated this one in the unit of Mr. October's. <laughs> I felt like it was right there for me. Just um, Mr. October's, not Mr. Virgin October's, Mr. I wanted to see I'm if there was a way that I could. Yeah, Virgin and Proud of it. Um, I, I wanted to make that work, but Mr. October's really felt succinct and, uh, and it just felt right. Yeah. So I went, I went there. Mm -hmm. Hmm. You know, I think, I, I feel like this is one there where there could be really a wide range here. So I went in for, I actually went 8.1 out of 10, Mr. October's. I, you know, I think this is a really effective episode. I think that it's messy in terms of people's emotions. It's very, very messy. And in some ways I liked that more than I, um, for me, most of what I saw felt like it lined up with things I understand about the characters or that I want to understand about the characters. It advanced a lot of plots at once. Um, and I just, I really, I really enjoyed the chaos of emotion here within the context of a story. It felt heightened and it felt, 
it felt real in many ways for me. And I think it's a solid episode, which I, you know what? I I needed that coming off of a good egg. Mm. Um, I, I needed, <laughs> I needed to get back <laughs> to a real story. So I'm, I'm glad they put it here. This, I think this for me is a really memorable episode and it's like a speeding train heading us into what is going to be a mid-season finale next episode. Uh, You know, this is right before the holiday break. So they're trying to get to a point where they're going to come to a head on some storylines here. And yeah, works for me. I mean, I definitely agree with you in terms of it, it, being very messy but also effective and i loved a lot of the camera work Mm. um i mean the biggest problem that i had with this was ben and just not feeling like i know who he is episode Mm -hmm. to episode but I had to weigh that with all of the gorgeous shirtless men. I mean, that's a big plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, as much as I didn't like what Elena was doing, um, I mean, it's certainly, I think, setting something up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, but, uh, you know, I'm hoping she doesn't get Tracy pregnant. Um, But I just, yeah, I mean, I love their like little flirtiness and, you know, the, the whole thing about the class, I think was a little much, Um, you know, loving seeing Megan and her just her, um, the way she's changing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I agree with you. I was going to use the exact same word to say that it's a solid episode. Um, I think I'm, I am going to go, I would go a little higher, but I, I haven't yet been able to break myself from the 0.5 ratings. Um, so I'm going to go with a 7.5. I probably would go a little higher, but I'm not willing to go to an 8 mm-hmm. on this one. But it's a whole lot better than a 1. Um, yeah. And I would like to say, or I would like to see in future episodes, that they do finally learn how to lock a door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... Give it a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyone, anyone learn to lock a door. Yeah. Yeah. They need another episode to learn a hard lesson around that, I think. Mm. So, uh, well, okay. You're there you really, have it. You're really winding me up for the next episode. Mm-hmm. 7.5 out of 10 clubs, 8.1 out of 10, Mr. Octobers. That's your ratings, folks. But what do you think, guys? What do you listeners hmm? <laughs> um tell us okay who's ben tell me who ben is someone 
I think that might be an interesting thing to explore with feedback from the <laughs> audience because we really, I really do get the sense that uh, feel like different writers watch different episodes and decided to run with it. <laughs> you know, okay. okay, of like their history of Ben, maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe that explains what's happening here. But <clears throat> Ben's gonna, you know. Things are going to shift for Ben quite a bit here. So, um, all right. So, folks, we want to hear from you. What do you think? What's it all coming together for? Like, what? what who's Ben? Yeah. Do you, have you found something good about James? <laughs> What's going Piercing on? No, tell us. Do you? Where do you? Where do you come down on Elena's treatment of Tracy? I don't know. Tell us. Tell us what you think. You can send your feedback to us at themelissafish at gmail.com. It's Melissa with one L, two S's, the Melissa fish at gmail.com. And then if you want to be part of the conversation, maybe check out the whole community of people talking about the show, you can find us on Instagram at Felicity Podcast. Also, if you find that you're asking yourself, like, when are they going to drop a new episode? When's that going to happen? You can sign up for our newsletter and we'll tell you. We'll tell you whenever we do it. So you can check your show notes wherever you're listening to this podcast. And there's a link in there to sign up for the newsletter. And while you're there, hey, go ahead and rate and review this podcast because it just helps other other fans of the show Felicity to discover this long form Felicity content. Now, Fish, the next episode that I, I've given you a lot of spoilers for it. So let's see how close you can get to predicting. Um, <laughs> the next episode is called And To All A Good Night. Oh, what do you think happens in and to all a good night? I mean, clearly, Ruby's baby shoots someone once she comes back with it. Right, right. Um, you did it. I don't know how you predicted it, but you got there. I mean, that's that's what I got from what you said. Yeah. So no one learns to lock a door. So I'm guessing um, James just like busts in ninja style to the only apartment that he seems to know, which is Felicity and Molly and everyone else's. And um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Ruby's baby shoots James. I know that's a little bit of a twist. Like, like you would think it would be maybe Ben or uh, Ben, but <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with uh, with with James getting shot. Hmm. I don't I don't know why, but I feel like um, I would just feel better sleeping at night if that was the person who gets shot. And look, Ben has been in the hospital and or put other people in the hospital quite a lot recently. So I feel like he's done his like stay of hospitals. So yeah, that's, that's my prediction. I like it. I like where you're going with that. That would be really interesting to see. (laughs) And we will find out what's going to happen next time in end to all a good night. Um, the Christmas episode. Uh, well, I'm also like, what is going to happen with Tracy and Elena? I mean, I that's the real cliffhanger for me. That's what I think is so cool about their story is how complicated it is. 
and how look at how much they've mined out of this already you know and they and now they just did this you know so it's like what can you get out of that what kind of mileage can you get out of the story when they've just had this happen so i mean i think there's going to be a lot of regret on tracy's side Mm. and and i don't know how elena's going to react to that yeah well we will we will have to see, but anything you want to say that we missed about this episode? Um, nope. I um, think I have said all there is to say. I just I just need to hear from other people. Someone help me. Who is this Ben person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I think that will get a little bit more straightforward pretty soon, but we'll see. It would be nice. Um, could be wrong about that, but we'll see. Um, well, I guess that's everything. So until next time, fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>